We are those ones that Jesus was talking about. More blessed are those that believe without seeing. Jesus' question to Thomas was, is it because you, you, you see me? Is it because you see the scars in my hands? It's, is it because you can see the scar in my side? Is this why you believe? And it's true. Thirteen people, ordinary people like you and me, are eyewitnesses. They saw Jesus. It was James. It was Philip. It was Matthew. It was James the Lesser. It was Peter. It was Andrew. It was Thomas. It was Matthias. It was Nathaniel. It was Judas Thaddeus. It was Simon the Zealot. All of these saw Jesus after he was risen from the dead. All of these are eyewitnesses. Thirteen eyewitnesses. And there's more. There's an unnamed score of people likewise. But I want to focus on these thirteen. These thirteen saw They saw Jesus. They saw him in a new, raised-from-death body. They saw him. They felt him. They touched him. They had a meal with him. And because Jesus came to them, they all believed. If we could have them today, if they would walk across this platform, they'd all say, we were there. It was hard for us to believe it, yet Jesus spent time with us, and we can now tell you we believe. We believe Jesus died, and Jesus was raised from the dead. We believe. And they all went out. They went out, and they told their story. And they urged others, listen, listen to this story. We want others to believe as well. And all of them, as they went out telling the story, all of them lived. I mean, really lived. They were fully alive. They touched eternity. There's this this real and eternal life that Jesus personally revealed to them. They were all living that life. And as they lived that life, as they told the story, I think they remembered also the instruction that Jesus gave them, and they remembered his example. Jesus said at one time, don't be bluffed into silence. Don't be bluffed into insecurity by the threats of religious bullies. True, they can kill you. They can kill you. But then what can they do to you? There's nothing that they can do to your soul. Your core being. The life that God has given to you. No one can take that away from you. They can't take that away from me. And kill my body. But they cannot put 
my soul to death. So save your fear for God. Don't fear man. Don't fear government. Don't fear religion. Fear God only. Because God and God only holds our entire life, our body and our soul in the power of His hands. The message is our true self, the breath that God breathed into us, the gift that God gave to every one of us survives death. The body fades away, but our true self, the breath of God within us, survives death. See, that was important for them to remember because in a generation, in about 40 years, give or take, every one of these 13 witnesses died. Not their core being, but every one of them. James, in 44 AD, was put to death by Herod with a sword. I assume he was beheaded, but not his core being. Philip, in 54 AD, was crucified. Between 60 and 70, Matthew was beheaded. In 63, James the Lesser was thrown off of the Temple Mount. In 64 AD, Peter was crucified. And Peter's story is well documented. Crucify me upside down. I do not deserve to die in the same way that my master did. Andrew was crucified in 70 AD. Thomas, not sure exactly how he was martyred, but he was in 70 AD as well. 70 AD, Matthias was stoned. 70 AD, Nathaniel was crucified. 72 AD, Judas Thaddeus was beaten to death with sticks. In 74 AD, Simon the Zealot, was crucified. Now the story there is not their death. The story is from the example of Jesus, they could say, "Yeah, you can kill my body, but you cannot extinguish my soul." My soul survives death. These are the witnesses of the resurrection of Jesus. And there's two more. John was exiled on the island of Patmos by the Roman Empire, Domitian. And he was exiled there because he announced, Jesus is alive, there's a risen king. His death was around 100 AD by natural causes, and he's buried in Ephesus. And then there's one last one, and that's Paul. Paul shared the same fate of all the apostles. He was beheaded by the Roman Emperor Nero in 67 AD. And he shares the same witness. You can kill my body, but then you can't extinguish my life. The life that God gives is eternal. These are the witnesses. This is what happens when people believe that the tomb is empty, Jesus was raised from the dead. And it really goes on from there back into the story. We've been traveling through Acts, and it just so happens that we're at a really interesting place in Acts 14. 
Follow along as I read. Some Jews arrived from Antioch. We're in Asia Minor. We're in modern-day Turkey. From Antioch and Iconium, and they won the crowds to their sides. So there's always this contest, the swing vote, I guess, between the crowds. Will we, will we believe the story of the risen king, or will we, will we believe these religious leaders? Well, this day, the religious won, and they dragged, they dragged Paul out of, the, out of the city, and they stoned him. They stoned him because he announced life. They stoned him because they announced that there was a God in heaven who loved us and really wanted all of humanity to experience real and eternal life. They stoned him. Sometimes we think of stoning as, you know, I'm going to throw a stone towards Andy way back there. That's not what stoning was. Stoning was up close and personal. Big rocks. Bam. Wow. They stoned him. Thinking that he was dead, they drug him outside of the city. You don't want dead people within the city walls. But as the believers gathered around him, he got up. Who gets up from being stoned? You can kill my body, but you cannot extinguish my life. Paul got up and he went back. Who goes back into a town where he just got stoned? How do you do that? And then the next day, he left with Barnabas. And they went to Derby, And they continued to announce the same message that got him in trouble and got him stoned. Who does that? How do you do that? If you don't have the conviction, yeah, you can kill my body. And then what? So what? They announced the good news in Derby, and then they made more disciples, many disciples. They invited more and more to follow Jesus, to believe in real, in eternal life. Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, to Iconium, to Antioch, Pisidia, where they strengthened the believers. They strengthened the believers. This is true. This is real. They encourage them to continue in the faith, reminding them that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of heaven. They appointed elders in every church with prayer and fasting. They turned the elders over to the care of the risen Lord in whom they put their trust. By trusting in a risen king. See, the resurrection was not just some past historical event that we read about in the Bible or a history book. 
the resurrection of Jesus became a very present reality in what Paul and Barnabas were doing in delivering the good news of that risen king. You see, you get up from a stoning because there's a power of life. I mean, the question is, did Paul really die there and was he resuscitated? That's, that is a possibility with what we believe. You continue to announce the good news of a kingdom with a king that's alive because it's a reality to you. You continue to strengthen and encourage believers. Yes, this is true. Jesus is alive and there is life for us. You pray, you fast, you appoint leaders and new churches because you believe. See, my point is, all 13 of these men believed to the point of losing their life for the message that they proclaimed. We cannot deny that Jesus is alive, so kill me if you want to. Kill me in a horrible way. Whatever you want to do this, but go ahead. Because you really cannot extinguish my life. They wanted to enter the kingdom of their king. And they recognized if we're gonna if we're gonna enter that kingdom, if that kingdom is gonna come. If, if, if humanity is going gonna, is gonna to reap all the benefits of a God who wants to rule in the midst of his people again and direct all of us towards the best of life, they understood we're going to have to suffer many hardships for that kingdom to come. But we're willing to do it. Why? Because Jesus is alive. Because we're experiencing real and eternal life as we go through these hard times. So as a community of people, we go back to Jesus with Thomas and the others. You believe because you see me. Even better blessings are in store for those who believe without seeing. There is even better blessings for you and me who believe that Jesus is alive today, that the tomb is empty. Better blessings because we believe without seeing. John goes on to say, Jesus provided far more God-revealing signs that are written down in this book. But these are written down. The Holy Spirit inspired me to write these God-revealing signs down, the resurrection being a biggie, so that you will believe. That you will believe Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the King. 
Jesus is the one that the Old Testament prophets announced and promised. He is that one. There's not another one coming. He is it. Jesus is the royal Son of God. The only unique one. Believe. And when you believe, that act of believing bestows upon those that believe real and eternal life. The same kind of real and eternal life that Jesus personally revealed to these 13, and it's recorded for us in the Bible. Who doesn't want real life? Who doesn't want the confidence that, yeah, you can kill me, but so what? The life I enjoy is eternal. It's God-given. You can't snuff it out. So as a community of people gathered on an Easter Sunday morning, I've got to ask us, I'm compelled. Do we believe Jesus is alive? Without seeing him, without touching him, without him touching us, without hearing his voice, without sitting down and eating with him, do we believe? And do we believe this about him? Do we believe Jesus is the Messiah? He is the king. He is the son of God. Do we believe? And do we believe that with that act of believing in him, we receive? It's now in our possession. It's his gift to us. Real and eternal life. The real and eternal life that he personally revealed. Do we have that? Do we have that? Do we know that we possess that? Are we entering the kingdom regardless of our circumstance? I hated to to use the word suffering there because what do we suffer compared to what I just shared with you? I mean, come on. But still, if we're going to enter that, there will be trials. There will be days. It's not going to be easy. And finally, I don't even know what the better blessings are. Are we enjoying them? Even if we don't know what they are. Because again, we believe. There are better blessings for those that believe without seeing than the first generation who believed because they saw. And I'm asking this of a community of people. I think it's really important as a community of people that these are things that we affirm. But also, these are really personal questions. And if we had the opportunity to share a cup of coffee this afternoon, I would ask, do you believe? Do you believe Jesus is alive?
That's a yes or no. It can be an I don't know. We can explore that. But it's a yes or a no. Or, well, maybe I need more input. Do you believe that Jesus is the Messiah? That he is the king? That he is the son of God? That he is who he says he is? That he is who he says he revealed himself to be? Do we believe? Do you believe that? And by believing in him, do you possess real, not superficial, not just getting by by getting by, I mean real and eternal life. That's what he wants to give to us. That's what he wants to give to you. And do we, as well as me, want to enter this kingdom? Do we want his kingdom to come and set everything right that has gone horribly wrong in all of human history? And are we willing to suffer for that to come? And as we do that, Am I enjoying the blessing of God? Would you like to stand with me for a moment? I want to give each of us the opportunity. I, I think it's like extremely important. I think it makes a tremendous amount of difference in life now. I'm not talking about life later. I'm talking about the way we live life today. The faith that Jesus is inviting us to have in him affects today. Yeah, there's, there's things about tomorrow, but it's about today. And so would you just take a moment, I'm going to ask you a yes or no question. And I want you to answer not me, but answer Jesus. Because he's alive, he's well, he's listening, he cares. And it's really just, I'm just going to pick one question out of the list that I gave. But I want you within your own mind, within your own heart, to be honest with Jesus. This is the question. Do you possess real and eternal life? Is real and eternal life within your grasp? Because it's a gift from him to you. Yes or no? If the answer is yes, wow, celebrate. Thank you, Jesus. If the answer is no, it's there for the asking. Jesus, I want to receive. Please bestow upon me real and eternal life because I believe you. 
then the only other option is I'm not ready yet. That's okay. Just hang out with people that do believe. Ask all the questions you want. But when it comes right down to it, the day will come that Jesus will make it known to all of us. He's real. And he has life. Great life. Good life. Fulfilling life. Eternal life for all of us. So Jesus, this day is a day to celebrate you. This is a day to say you are alive. And as a community of people, we just say thanks, you're alive. And we're caught up in the mystery and the wonder of your resurrection. Jesus, we believe you are the Messiah. You are the King. You are the royal Son of God. And we thank you that we possess the real and eternal life that you personally revealed to humanity. Thank you that that's your gift to us. And Jesus, we want your kingdom to come and to come in all of its fullness. And in spite of our circumstances, whether they be good or whether they be difficult, we want to go through every circumstance seeking first your kingdom, that your kingdom would come, that you would rule and reign on the earth with your power and your dignity. And finally, we want to enjoy the better blessings that come upon a people that believe and yet have not seen. Thank you that you want to bestow blessing on us and we want to receive that, whatever that might be. Thank you for this day to celebrate your life in your name.